Hello and welcome to another episode of the J-Bear Podcast, recording this on a gorgeous Wednesday afternoon in Southern Indiana, recording this on the first day of August. And uh, what a year this has been in 2018. It has absolutely flown by. Again, I apologize for not doing these more often. It's just in my business, folks, uh, we are to the point where it is very, very busy. Uh, We had a kind of a down month of June. I did a podcast in June. Uh, with my little brother Patrick, and then you had July, which basically I had no free time at all because I had Madison Regatta one week, I had the 4-H Fair the next week, Uh, I had four days, but then one of those days I went to a concert and then I was on vacation, so now I have a week before soccer gets underway, which we're going to talk about high school soccer and officiating. I want to talk about officiating because I want to give a message to anyone out there that's interested in officiating, so I'm going to talk to all of you that out there. Uh, that are interested in that because it's a really, really easy thing to do to get involved in officiating, and uh, hopefully you all listen as well, and uh, we'll go into that in just a little while. But uh, sitting down today, uh, I figured it's been it's well overdue because football season's getting underway. I believe the Hall of Fame game's tomorrow, and uh, we have football coming up. Andrew Luck is throwing passes. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about what I think of the NBA. Of course, my team, the San Antonio Spurs, I'm going to talk about that trade with Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan. I'm uh, going to look at Kentucky basketball and Duke basketball also because both of those teams play next week. I, I believe Kentucky plays next week. Duke may not play next week, but I, uh, Duke's playing. I think Duke actually might be playing next week. I think they are. Um, so I'm going to talk about that and uh, see uh, how that goes uh, looking ahead to and what we think uh, what the teams will do uh, heading into their preseason games next week. So, Let's start. Uh, I want to start with Madison Regatta. Um, that happened back at the beginning of July. Uh, the first week of July was an absolutely amazing regatta. Uh, we had gorgeous weather really the entire week. Uh, it really wasn't that hot. It was uh, hot and humid one day Wednesday for the street dance, but fortunately that was late enough to where nothing really got affected. Then on Tuesday, we had uh, the water ball fight the day before, which was really fun. The water ball fight is always fun. So uh, always great to see uh, everyone come out and support the local firefighters. Then, of course, Thursday, we actually kind of had a night off Thursday. We typically do the Hydro Show and everyone's at Boneyard, but they didn't do that this year. Uh, so Thursday was kind of a, da- a down day. But then, of course, Friday we had the parade. And then Saturday and Sunday we got a coverage all week, weekend long. So it was a great showing. Jimmy Shane in the Home Street Bank, Miss Madison, bringing home the Indiana Governor's Cup, which was awesome. The crowd was incredible. Let me give a big shout out to everyone that came to the Madison Regatta this year. That was such an incredible weekend. They sold out of race-only wristbands because, of course, this year they went wristbands kind of differently. They sold out of race-only wristbands. And to me, that is incredible. People were calling it a near-record crowd. I don't know about that. Obviously, we're not going to know. I talked to Regatta President Matt True last weekend. Uh, He said it'll probably September uh, before we know what the final numbers are. But he said he is optimistic. He said they got a few to write. Uh, for regatta, which which is obviously you know something that everyone has to do, so I'm excited. Hopefully, uh, everyone is because I think the future future of Madison regatta is is bright. It was a great showing. I was really happy for Jimmy Shane. Um, obviously, this past weekend in Tri Cities, it did not go so well. Jimmy Shane being disqualified in three of the five races. So Jimmy Shane probably out of the National High Points Championship, folks. He's won five straight uh, for the Miss Madison team. It's unfortunate. Because, you, well, he's won five straight. Four of them have been with the Miss Madison team. He won with Graham Trucking the year before. 
it's unfortunate that we're probably going to lose the national high points title because this past week, I don't know what happened. I mean, you look at 2B, they disqualify him the day after. And I was talking to, T- to Timmy T about this. Here's our issue. If it was the right call, which I don't know if it was, who the hell knows? It's a stupid fucking rule as far as I'm concerned. And yes, I'm calling you out, H1. If you want to call it Saturday, fine. That's fine. You don't get to call it the next day. Remember a couple years ago in Tri-Cities when they penalized Jimmy Shane an hour and a half after the game, after not the game, the race was over? Do you remember that? And the APBA commissioner stepped in a couple months later and said, nope, you couldn't do that. Jimmy Shane's the winner. And the fact that they did it the next day, that is annoying. Then you go to 4B. He's disqualified for a flagrant fuel violation again. Okay. You think it's over there. But it's not. So you get to the final heat. Jimmy Shane's still on the front row. A chance to win the Columbia Cup. Well, in warm-ups... There's a little bit of a mishappen. It appears he finishes second. Andrew Tate ran a hell of a race. Andrew Tate's a hell of a driver. I love Andrew Tate personally. He's a great guy. I uh, love talking to the kid. He's got a bright, bright, bright future in hydroplane racing. But Jimmy Shane, he cut off Tom Thompson, who drove the U11, the J&Ds. It's the right call. I was very, very pissed when I first saw the call because, obviously, when you see it, you're just like, are you kidding me? Are you sure that they're just not targeting Jimmy? Because I thought they were. Like, a lot of people thought that they were just targeting Jimmy because at that point, it's just like, okay, come on now. This is ridiculous. But then once you see the replay, you're like, uh, okay, yeah, he did. It was the absolute right call. I have no issue with the call in uh, the final heat. I support that. I have no issue with that. So you look ahead. Andrew Tate's probably going to be the national high points champion, which is fine. You know what? So be it. It happens. I have no problem going back to the U6. What I want to see this this weekend is Seattle, the Albert Lee Cup, where Jimmy Shane's the defending champion. I want to see Jimmy Shane. I want to see the new boat because the new boat ran 160. So let's see if they use the new boat there. Then obviously you have the Gold Cup, which is huge. You win the Gold Cup. I think people in Madison could probably forgive the National High Points thing because that Gold Cup is something special. And then obviously you have San Diego to close out the year. So Jimmy Shane and Miss Madison, there's still a lot to race for. So that's why I'm still excited. Um, hopefully. Uh, the races can, you know, be competitive and be good because the fact is we got to keep this, we got to keep this circuit going all and uh, hopefully uh, H1 can get their shit together. Because I mean, I, I just think there are some dumb rules and I don't know what's going on with the engine or what no explanation given, which is another problem with H1 when it comes to the technical violation, they need to give an explanation. They need to say, okay, here's what happened because you don't give an explanation. You are opening yourself up for people saying you're fucking us over. You are opening it up. Notice how Jimmy Shane has gotten the majority of them. I think J. Michael Kelly got one uh, fuel violation. But it's always been Jimmy Shane, typically, that gets these. Give us an explanation. Say, okay, here's what was wrong. Stop saying, what's a technical violation? Because, again, if you don't tell us what the technical violation was, we have the right to then say, you're fucking us over. Because if it keeps happening to us and you're not giving us an explanation, at that point, you think you're getting targeted. So give us an explanation and say, okay, here's why the technical violation occurred. You tell us and give us a reason why, most people will be like, okay, okay, we understand. But when you don't give us a reason, no wonder we're pissed. So start explaining yourself. We know the explanation for the final heat, and everyone's okay with that. Everyone has said, okay, look, we get it. We understand that final one. But the last one, 
the two before, the, the tech violations, you need to tell us, okay, here's the problem. Because if you don't tell us what the problem is, you're, you're opening yourself up to criticism and do criticism. You don't get to just hide behind and say technical violation and then walk away. That's not how this works. We as fans have a right to know. Because without us, the sport dies. Just saying, people. So hopefully, Jimmy Shane and the Home Street Bank, uh, not that I don't love Andrew Tate. I really do love Andrew Tate. He's a great guy. I've, I'm glad I've gotten to know him the last couple of years. Um, but unfortunately, I have to root for Jimmy. Sorry, Andrew, if you listen to this. Um, to me, though, I, I hopefully Jimmy Shane can do well these last few races. Uh, but unlikely he catches Andrew Tate. I'd say Andrew Tate will be known as the U1 come year's end. So that being said, let's move on um, to college basketball coming up here in a couple of weeks. Of course, next week, actually, Kentucky's going to be playing down in the Bahamas. Now, how are they going to do? I don't know. They play four games. They play some really good teams. They're facing, facing actual pro teams over there. They're facing a team from the Bahamas. They're facing a team from Argentina a team from Serbia, and I forget who the fourth team is. But I'm all this right now for UK fans that are listening. This is going to be tough. They are facing actual grown men pro teams. And they're facing a team from Panama, I believe, too. So they are facing actual grown men at this uh, thing in, in the Bahamas, which I think is great. I think that's good for them. It helped the team in 2015, and you, look, you see how that year went, obviously. And you saw how close they got. So hopefully this can turn into something special for Kentucky. They can get together. They can play together. PJ coming back is huge. Reed Travis committing is huge. I think this team has so much potential to be special. I really, really do. Now, there are going to be other good teams, too. Kansas Kansas is going to be the other top team. I think Kentucky and Kansas are the two, or one and two, whether it be Kentucky one, Kansas two, Kansas one, Kentucky two. I don't give a shit. Those are going to be one, too. People are like, well, Jordan, you're leaving out Duke. I don't give a shit. Duke, to me, is bringing in nothing but freshmen. You could say, well, Jordan, they do that all the time with uh, with uh, Kentucky. Okay, my response to that. When is the last time Kentucky just brought in freshmen and were the preseason number one team? Or a, pre or a preseason top three team? Oh, wait. Can't think of one, can you? Because there, there hasn't been one. They were preseason number one Julius Randle's freshman year. And you could say, well, Jay Bear, look, they weren't that good that year. They were in the fucking national championship that year. So shut the fuck up there. 2015, they brought back experience. Preseason number one. 2016, preseason number nine, I believe. Which is fine. That's one thing. I'm not saying Duke shouldn't be top ten. 2017 with De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk. Preseason top five. But they also had experience. And guess what? They went to the Elite Eight and were one shot away from a Final Four. Last year, preseason top 10 because they were all freshmen. So that's my response to everyone there. Y'all need to get over your shit there. So I think Duke will be talented. The problem with Duke won't be the fact that they're talented. I think without a doubt they'll be talented. But will they be able to work together? Because last year you had Grayson Allen, who was a senior. He was the glue that helped together the team. You had Marquise Bolden coming off the bench. And you still have Marquise Bolden this year. But he has not lived up to the hype. Now, he might help, but is he going to start? No, I don't think he will. Now, maybe they'll surprise me. But you have R.J. Barrett and Cam Rush, who are both legit. And they are going to be starting. Then you have Zion Williamson. Are you going to have all three of those guys start? And Zion Williamson, registering at 6'7", 285. Okay, 
That is a monster of a man. And from the videos I've seen, he is a freak of an athlete. So my thing with that is simply, what else can he do, though? Because if all you can do is dunk the ball, I'm not scared of you. Blake Griffin, in college, all he did could, was dunk the ball. When he got to the NBA, he was a solid rookie who, could, who again, could dunk the ball a lot. But what started making Blake Griffin good? He developed a mid-range jumper, he, which is deadly. He started being able to shoot from the three. He started being a really, really good defender. And that's what made him really successful in the NBA. That's what made him an all-NBA player, was that. Zion Williamson's got to develop that. If Zion Williamson does not develop any of that, then he'll just be a highlight reel. Okay, he'll be able to dunk the ball. That's cool and all. But if Jamal Baker for Kentucky sits out there and hits a three, guess what? That's worth more. Now, do I think Jamal Baker's going to play a lot this year? I don't necessarily. From what I've read and from what I've heard from Kentucky Sports Radio, they are wanting him to step up because you could shoot the ball, but you got to do more. Tyler Hero is a player that I think is going to be really, really good for Kentucky this year. So I think that's something that you will really, really enjoy too. He's a player that is cocky. He can play defense. He's strong. He's a freak athlete, and he's a great shooter. So if you have that, then Jamal Baker is going to be like, well, I don't know. So there's that. So Hopefully, uh, everyone uh, can enjoy the Cats this year and enjoy the Blue Devils. Those two teams face off. That's the very first game of the year. It's actually on election night in November. They face off in the Champions Classic. So, in addition to covering election night that year for the midterms, which is crazy to think that it's not that far away, I'll probably have to watch ESPN app on my phone and uh, covering, uh, covering and watching Kentucky and Duke uh, from that vantage point also. So I'm excited to see that. Let's talk some NBA action now. Uh, we have the San Antonio Spurs and the Toronto Raptors making a huge trade. Uh, obviously, I'm a Spurs fan, so I'm going to focus on them for a minute. Uh, the Spurs, you gave up Danny Green, and you gave up Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, we all knew, was gone. I'm happy he's gone. Kawhi Leonard, to me, was nothing but a fucking crybaby, a worthless diva, as Michelle, Michelle Beadle said it best. Michelle Beadle says he was acting like a diva. She, she is so right. He was acting like a diva. And I'm so sick and tired of people sticking up for Kawhi Leonard. I'm sick of it. I really, really am. Now look, as a Spurs fan, am I happy for what Kawhi did for San Antonio? Yes. We won an NBA championship. The Spurs did. Won an NBA championship thanks to Kawhi Leonard which the Spurs are, fans are very, very happy about. I'm happy about that. So I'm not going to go out and burn Kawhi Leonard's jersey. I have one. I'm not going to go burn it. That's ridiculous because he did do stuff for us as an organization and as a fan base. We're happy about that. But what we're not happy about is acting like a worthless punk little kid who, because he didn't get his way and because the Spurs called him out because he said, well, my thigh still hurts. Okay, Kawhi, you've been double-checked and everything by our medical team, and they said you're clear. You need to tell me something else. And also, I want to add this. For, pe for people saying, well, look at what Danny Green said. Danny Green said he played on a torn groin. Okay, hold on a minute. Let me make something also very, very clear. If you have a pulled groin, you are not going to be able to play NBA-level competitive basketball at a high level, which Danny Green did a lot of. More or less, if you have a torn groin, you might not be able to walk normally. More or less run. Unless you get some ridiculous cortisone shot, which could make it worse. 
I was talking to my dad about it. He and I were talking about it down in Florida. He tore his hamstring back when he was younger. And he said the pain, he said he couldn't have ran even if he wanted to. He said if he would have had to run from something, he would have been dead. So I am sick and tired of hearing everyone trying to defend Kawhi Leonard, which Danny Green is trying to defend his new teammate. I applaud him for that. Obviously, he's different. But the fact is, Shannon Sharp, whom I respect, Everyone else saying, oh, well, the Spurs did this to Kawhi Leonard. The Spurs did this. Kawhi Leonard is a crybaby punk. That's what he has turned into. He's a diva. And I'm sick of it. I hate divas. You're not a, you're not a basketball player on a high level if you're a diva. And he's, you know what? He's like, well, I want to go to Los Angeles. I want to go to Los Angeles. You want to know how Popovich responded? Send his ass out of the country. And people are like, how could Popovich do this? Because you know what? Popovich said, oh, you screw with me, I screw with you. So I applaud Greg Popovich and the Spurs organization. Now let's talk about the trade itself. If Kawhi Leonard goes up to Toronto and pulls his head out of his ass, the Raptors will be very good. That's if he pulls his head out of his ass. And it's still jammed up there pretty good. So we'll see what kind of crowbar Toronto can get. But if he goes up there and he plays hard, let me tell you what. The Toronto Raptors will be legit contenders in the East. Although I still think the Boston Celtics are the team to beat. So we have that. Now let's look at the, what the Spurs got. Jakob Pertl, a solid backup guy off the bench. The Spurs honestly could probably use someone like him. So I like it. A protected first round pick. And then if it falls into the protection, then they get two second round picks. I'm fine with that too. The big part, obviously, DeMar DeRozan. I love this trade. I love it. When I heard DeMar DeRozan, I'm like, oh, this is too good to be true. DeMar DeRozan, a legit 20-plus point score a game. A legit, real-for-real all-star who's in his 20s, still in his prime. And here's the scary part about this. Toronto screwed him over. He had said, let's think about all the stars Toronto has had. Chris Bosh left. He didn't want to stay in Toronto. Vince Carter wanted out of Toronto. DeMar DeRozan wanted to stay in Toronto. DeMar DeRozan wanted to stay. And you trade him anyway. Kawhi Leonard, people say, well, Kawhi Leonard could sign with Toronto. Yeah, because someone from Los Angeles really says, man, I really want to go back to Los Angeles, and they're going to be wowed by Toronto. I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. Now, am I saying it's impossible? No. But I think it's improbable and highly unlikely because I just don't see it. Now, could I see him going to Los Angeles and signing with a team like the Clippers? Absolutely, because he is a quiet person who doesn't like all the media attention. So I could see him going to the Clippers instead of the Lakers because he doesn't want to be around LeBron and what the Lakers obviously bring. So I could see that happening. I fully grant you that. But DeMar DeRozan's still under contract for three more years. And I think the Spurs can get a lot out of him. And he's already said, I got that return date to Toronto circled. So I am going to be watching intently as he goes back to Toronto and goes and goes back and plays against his former team. Because I think that could be a game where he goes off. However, I also think if Kawhi Leonard is healthy... The scary part about that is I also think Kawhi Leonard could go off against the Spurs. And that is horrifying to think about. But it is what it is. So 
what I think, it's a great trade for the Spurs. I love the trade. I love DeMar DeRozan. I love his game. I think he has got all the potential in the world, and I'm, I'm so excited for it. And I think it's something that I really do appreciate um, what the Spurs did there because the Spurs said, look, we got something great out of it. And that's what they said. Really, when this happened, people were talking about it. A lot of Spurs fans that I talked to, they're like, hey, forget him. Everyone was saying, good, we're glad he's gone. Time for tomorrow. Come on, tomorrow, let's play. That's all. Spurs fans are like that. They're not going to focus on losing Kawhi. They're going to be like, all right, goodbye. You didn't want to be here. We don't want you here. Tomorrow time. So there we have it. So that's what I think of the NBA. LeBron going to the Lakers, I think that was pretty predictable. Um, I think his wife is a big reason why. Because remember, he went back home because his wife wanted to go back home to Ohio. But they, they own a home in Los Angeles. They own a mansion in Los Angeles. Le, LeBron and his family does. So, I do think this. I think his wife, though, talked about how she started looking at schools for his son. And I think Los Angeles, like, you know, LeBron, he's an activist. He's anti-Trump, which I could go on 10 days why I don't like celebrities opening their mouth typically. But that's a talk for another day. You know, he's 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 into that place out there. He loves the, the spotlight. So, you know what? He's out there. Now, let me say something right here. Opening that school, that is impressive. I applaud LeBron for that. I, I really, really do. I think that is awesome. I have never once said LeBron James is a terrible human being. I've never once said that. My criticism of LeBron has always been on the court and the fact that he thinks people give a shit about his opinion on Donald Trump. Because we don't. We really don't. We do not give a shit on his opinion of Donald Trump. And let me say this also. And for the record, I am not a Donald Trump fanboy. Anyone that knows me knows I'm very, I'm very critical of Donald Trump. However, when he sits there and says, when CNN asked him, what would you say to Donald Trump if you were sitting across, if you, if you were looking at him right now? And he said, I would never sit across from that man. That to me makes you a giant fucking pussy in my eyes. That makes you a giant fucking pussy. That is the perfect time to look at him in the eye and say, Mr. President, here's my issue. Here's why I don't like what you're doing. This is the problem I have with you. That's the perfect time to do it. In a, in a civil manner. Say, this is what I don't like what you're doing. That's the perfect time to do it. Running away from him, that tells me you're a coward. You're just going to sit behind social media. You're going to sit behind CNN. And I could go on all day. How much? And I'm not going to call CNN fake news. That's stupid. The media is not the enemy of the people, Mr. President. Let's forget that. The media is there for a reason. We need the media. But I do hate CNN. I think CNN is terrible. I will say that. But I, although I will say this, I do love Van Jones. I respect the hell out of Van Jones. But for him to sit there and say, I, I, I don't, I don't respect the president. That's fine. You don't have to like the president of the United States. There are a lot of things about this president I don't like. But you know what? If I had an opportunity to sit across from the president, I would do it. And I'd say, okay, Mr. President, here's what I like what you've done. But here's also a lot of stuff I don't like what you did. I met Senator Joe Donnelly, who's running for re-election in 2018, later this year, against Mike Braun. Shook his hand, talked to him a little bit, and I said, Joe, I said, Senator Donnelly, I want you to confirm Judge Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court. He just said, well, he's like, I'm going to meet with him and we'll see. 
I said, I just said, sir, just keep protecting my rights as a gun owner and my rights for religion and my rights for free speech. He said, we always will do that. I was respectful to him. I didn't run away from him. And you know what? He was a very nice man who hear, heard me out. And I also did the same thing with our governor. I talked to multiple things with our great governor, Eric Holcomb. And there are things that they've done that I disagree with. But you know what? You talk to them. Because they work for us. We don't we, we don't bow down to them. They're not they're not dictators. They work for us. So for LeBron James to do that, I find it cowardly. I find it pussyish. Seriously, I mean it. He's a pussy. What? That is the time to say it because you know what? If you sit across from across from him and say, "Mr. President, here's what I don't like about you. I don't like what you're doing to minorities. I don't like what you're doing to this." Which, for the record, I don't have a. I'm not getting. I don't think he is doing this. I'm just speaking. If I'm LeBron James here, Mr. President, I don't like what you're doing for minorities. I don't like that you're not doing something about guns. Yada yada yada. For the record, I hope he does nothing about guns. That's the time to do it. But the fact that he doesn't have the balls. To sit across from the President of the United States and say, Mr. President, here's my problem. That's being a coward. That's being a coward. That is your chance to do it. To say, here's my issue with you. And I love Ellen DeGeneres. Love Ellen DeGeneres. But she said, I would not have him on the show. I just, I, I can't. Why? That is your chance to talk to him. That is your chance to speak to him and say, here's what I don't like. I don't like what you're doing to transgender people in the military. I don't like that. That is your chance. Come on. You people are scared to face him. That's the problem. These people are scared to face him. And I'm really tired of it. I really, really am. Of... Celebrities, look, I, I, you can vote for whoever the hell you want. And you can say, here's why I'm voting for this person. But here's the other thing. Want to know why the Academy Award ratings keep going down the shitter? It's because you won't shut up about Donald Trump. Want to know why the Emmy Awards last year went down the shitter? It's because you wouldn't shut up about Donald Trump. Want to know why the SB Awards, as if they're not already a joke enough, went down the shitter? It's because you have to bring up Donald Trump. You have to bring up politics. You have to bring up this and that bullshit. And you know what? People are like, you know what? We're tired of this. If we want to watch this, we'll turn on Fox News, CNN, or MSNBC. We're tired of it. Regular people are tired of it. No matter what Donald Trump does, it is not going to affect the multi-millionaires, multi almost billionaires in Los Angeles. They could be pissed at what Trump is doing, but guess what? It's not going to affect them. So I don't care about their opinion. Because they're not going to be the ones affected. We will be. Regular Americans. Middle class Americans. We're the ones that are going to be affected. So hopefully, all this can stop. Now, going back to LeBron. Again, he's a nice dude. And what he is doing with the opening of that school, I applaud. So, LeBron, to you, I commend you for that. Because the fact that you're not you're offering everything free to the school, and you're also offering a tuition to University of Akron, I applaud you. But I'm I'm so sick and tired of you trying to say think what your opinion about Donald Trump matters. Because guess what? No matter who the president is, it's not going to affect you. 
It's going to affect us. So for you to sit there and say, he's dividing us. Yeah, he's doing a lot of things that I don't like. I've made that very clear. The fact that he wakes up at 6 a.m. every morning and decides I'm going to tweet the stupidest shit in the world. That is stupid and it drives me insane. Like, I don't even know why. Like, I follow the president on Twitter, but I don't even know why I do. Because every morning I'm like, all right, what stupid thing did he say today? But then there are moments I like. Getting Neil Gorsuch on the Supreme Court. Nominating Justice Kavanaugh. Or Judge Kavanaugh. Hopefully soon to be Justice Kavanaugh. By the way, the Democrats that are doing this stupid bullshit about let's stop Kavanaugh, please. Just stop. In my opinion, what I think will happen, I think all 50 Republicans, because obviously I don't think Senator John McCain, who supported this nomination, I might add, said Justice Kavanaugh is a great man. He even said it best. Even it, So let's say John McCain doesn't come back to the Senate, which is unfortunate, because God, God, my, my God, I love John McCain so much. I think his daughter, Megan, is so wonderful. She does such a beautiful job on the beat. But all Republicans vote 50, which I think they will. He's confirmed right there. And I personally believe a couple Democrats are going to vote too. We're going to vote uh, yes too. So there you have it. Um, another thing. I'm going to say this too. And I'm going to be pretty critical of the president here. What he continues to say about John McCain is a disgrace and is flat out disgusting. John McCain is a hero who spent five years as a prisoner of war where he was beaten and tortured. He had a chance to leave. They had a chance to release him and he said, I refuse to leave my brothers. Is a multi-term senator, multi-term senator out of the state of Arizona. Has raised a beautiful family, a wonderful, wonderful children, his beautiful wife, Cindy, his wonderful, beautiful daughter, Megan, who does such a terrific job on The View. Notice how, for the record, ever since she got on The View, the ratings have gone up, I might add. What the president is saying about this man is disgusting, it is despicable, and it is unacceptable. As a Republican, I find it shameful that he continues to, to do that to John McCain. That is ridiculous. Let's say President Obama had had cancer, and he had done this. Not, no, 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 hold on. Let me, let me rephrase that. Let's say President Obama had done that to Senator Kennedy when Senator Kennedy was going through his surgery and he sadly passed away. Or let's say President Obama did this to John McCain. Can you imagine the uproar? So why do we continue to let this man get away with it? This is where Lindsey Graham and Newt Gingrich has called for him and said he needs to stop and apologize. So I applaud Newt Gingrich there. But Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, all the Republicans in Senate and say, Mr. President, you need to shut up. You need to leave John McCain alone. You need to apologize right now. It is pathetic that Republicans in Congress continue to let him do that. It needs to end. It's unright. It's not right. It's unreal. It's, oh my God, it's angry. It's angry is what it is. It's angry feelings, what it causes me. And Megan McCain, my God, girl, I love you if you are somehow hearing this. I cannot put into words how much I love you and how much I respect you. The view is so much better with you on it. And I, I apologize on the behalf of the rest of the Republican Party for the way our president has treated your father. We are sorry. 
So, Megan, we love you. We all love you. So, that's my rant there. Midterm elections. Those are coming up soon. What do I think is going to happen? Uh, I'm worried. Not as much about the Senate, although when I saw a poll earlier, I did get worried. Because they said the race in uh, Texas with Ted Cruz and O'Rourke, they said that's closer. Ted Cruz is only winning in the polls by two points right now, and 27% are still undecided. That worries me. Now, do I still think Ted Cruz will win? Yes, because it is Texas. However, it worries me because Ted Cruz is someone who, even amongst Republicans, is someone that bothers a lot of people. I think, but that that worries me a little bit. But I think someone like Joe Donnelly is vulnerable. Senator Nelson out of Florida is very, very vulnerable. Rick Scott is a very, very popular governor. And they said right now that's a toss-up down in Florida. Because Rick Scott, he's going to win the Republican nomination for the Senate, and then he's going to go up against Senator Nelson in the uh, general election. That is a scary, scary thing, what's going to happen. I think the Democrats win the House. I hate to say it, y'all. I think the Democrats win the House. So, look, y'all, we could sit here and say, yep, it's going to happen. But I, I think I think right now the Democrats win the House. And, it, and it's frightening. It is genuinely very, very frightening. Now, a lot can change because we got, what, 99 or 98 days till the midterm. So a lot can change. We have over three months. And a lot can change until then. And, you know, I don't know, y'all. So I, I, I think Democrat I think Democrats take the House by a narrow margin, but I think they do. And also and I think as far as the Senate, I think I do ultimately at the end of the day think Republicans steal seats. I think Republicans steal seats in in uh, the Senate. I really do. So I think the Republicans will build their uh, majority in the Senate. That's what I think will happen come midterms. Um, which I personally hope as a Republican happens. I really, really do. So there's that. A uh, few more minutes left here on the podcast. Again, I appreciate everyone listening, and I just want to say something right now. If you are offended by what I said about LeBron James, don't listen. Turn turn off the podcast now, because I don't give a shit. I'm tired of A-list celebrities and almost billionaires trying to tell me that. And, and I, if LeBron had said, here's the thing. I'll give this about going back to what I said about LeBron. If he had said that about Donald Trump, said he's using this to divide America, but then he would have said, I would meet with him and I would tell him this and I would tell him what my issues were, I would respect him so much more. But the fact that he's too much of a coward to sit across from the president is infuriating. So that's my opinion there. Um, looking ahead to high school soccer, that's upcoming uh, here in a couple weeks. My first scrimmage is actually next Wednesday. So... Um, I'm excited for it. I absolutely love soccer season. My One of my favorite times of the year. I'm so, so busy. I ref games probably at least a minimum of four nights a week. Some weeks I have seven. I do all seven days because I do some college games on Sunday. So I'm excited for it. I think when I look at all the area soccer teams, boys and girls, I don't know enough girls-wise about Southwestern and Madison um, I know Southwestern lost their big scores for girls, so I think they'll probably take a little bit of a step back, but I don't think they're going to be bad because Nancy is such a great coach. So I'm excited for it, and uh, I'm excited to watch them because I love coaching Nancy's teams. Madison, I just don't know enough about. So I'll, I'll hope. I love Coach Hurts as well. There's really not a coach around here I don't like. Um, so Coach Hurts, I'm excited to see what she does, though, because she knows what she's doing. 
Um, as far as boys' soccer goes, Madison, a new coach, Kyle Bipes, they lost a lot of seniors a year ago. Um, first, first of all, I'm so happy for someone like Kyle Bipes. I think I've known Kyle for years. He's a solid soccer player, has a great soccer mind, uh, also does a lot of stuff for Regatta as well. So I'm excited to see what he does. You, when you lose 12 seniors, it's always tough. But Kyle, I think, is someone that can mold that team. So I'm excited for him. Uh, Shaw, uh, we're in the sectional final last year. We're one goal away from a sectional title. Um, I don't know. I, I think they'll be solid, though, because they lost some players last year. But I still think they'll be solid, and I think Coach Hall's a really good coach. Southwestern, Kevin Dillman uh, is a great coach, uh, just a great human being. I love Coach Dillman. He and I go way back. I can't say enough good words about him. Uh, I think Southwestern boys soccer is going to be solid, too. I really, really do. They lost a couple people, but they also have a lot returning. So I think they're going to be a really, really fun team to watch this year. Um, I want to talk to anyone out there that's possibly interested in becoming an official. If you are interested in becoming an official, whether it be for soccer, I'm mainly going to do soccer, actually. But let's just say for anything, because you apply the same way. In the state, Let's say you're in the state of Indiana. If you're interested in becoming an official, go to IHSA.org. Click on officials. And I want you to sit there and I want you to look back and think, is this worth it? So if you know about the sport, you need to know about the sport too. If you've never watched soccer before or you never really you know, played soccer in high school or in college or anything and you don't know much about it, don't do it. But sit back and I want you to think, will this be worth it? And if you think it's worth it, go to IHSA.org, click on officials. There's a link on there. It will tell you how to apply to become an official. You have to create. You have to go to myhsa.net, which it'll walk you through the whole thing. It's fifty dollars. Fifty dollars to register up to three sports. So I'm registered for three sports, licensed in three sports right now: soccer, baseball, and softball. So if you want to do that, go for it. Because we need officials, y'all. You go on there. You pay your registration fee. You fill it all out. You then get sent a rule book. Then you take the test online. There is a test online, which it'll show you again. It'll explain all this online. You take the test. It's 100 questions. You have to get at least a 75. So you have to get 75 of the 100 questions right. You're a licensed official. It is worth it, folks. Become officials, please. It is a good way to make money. You do have to pay for your own uniforms. That is the con. You do have to pay for your own uniforms, and you have to travel. And a lot of times, you have to contact ADs, especially in you know the immediate Madison area, for the ORVC, uh, for Madison, for South Dearborn, for Lawrenceburg, uh, Trinity Lutheran, Seymour, Jennings County, uh, places like that, you have to contact them. And then you have to talk with their ADs or their AD representatives. And you have to, you know, get games, whether it be junior high or varsity, because that's how I got started. When I got my high, after I left JCSA, uh, which was my freshman year of college, how I started getting games from schools was I started putting my name, I started calling schools and saying, hey, I'm available. My first year, my freshman year, I got four varsity games and 10 junior high games. Because what I did is I went out and called. Now, most people schedule a year in advance. So I went out and I, you know, did the games. And then I started scheduling for next year. And then I built up my game count. That's what you need to do. Please get become officials. Again, go to IHSA.org. Click on officials. It will walk you through every step how to become an official. It is worth it, folks. Please. We need officials in the worst way, especially in soccer. My God, we, we need officials so badly. I'm 27 years old. I am not getting any younger. I'm getting older and older and older. 
I used to think, oh, I'm just a young pup. My God, I'm so young. I am not young anymore. I'm getting old. At which some of you listening might say, Jordan, shut the fuck up. Well, I'm sorry. But I'm getting older and older and older. We need officials so badly. Because we have several people that I work with that I've talked about retiring from it. In my time working as officials, I have already seen, let me count on my fingers real quick, six officials I've worked with have all already retired. We need them in the worst way, folks. So, and someone told me Saturday, she said, uh, a referee worker, Teresa, she said that's probably going to be her last research clinic she goes to. Because she's probably going to start slowing down a lot. So, you know, folks, we need young officials. If And it's not hard. Tweet at me, at W-O-R-X underscore J-Bear, all lowercase. I'm not hard to find on Twitter. You can direct message me. You can tweet at me. You can find me on Facebook. I, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook. Um, you can message me there. You can call the radio station, 812-265-3322. I'm not giving out my cell phone on this. Uh, sorry, y'all. It's just not happening. But call me, and I will happily help you all through it. Because I want to see officials, more people get involved with officiating. And I'm not even going to talk about college. You know, for those wondering, well, Jordan, what about college? I'm not even going to get into that. Do high school first before we can even consider college. Or do high school equivalent, let me say that. So, do that. We need officials, folks. We desperately do. It is unfair to the athletes, to the students. At these high schools, it is unfair to them if officials can't do the job anymore because they're getting older. And that's not their fault. You get old. It happens. So, that's my response there. I hope you all that are listening will take that. And I don't care what sport it is. Officials in every sport are getting older. So, even if it's not soccer, if you're interested in becoming an IHSA official, I will support you 100%. Because you apply the same way. Now, if you live out of state... You'll have to go online to their high school association because I don't know that. I think I know how to do Kentucky, but I'm not even going to go into that. So that's my response there. Please consider becoming a high school official. It is a wonderful thing to do. And if you are interested in in learning how to officiate soccer, so let's say you like the sport of soccer and you want to officiate it, but you want to kind of get your feet wet before you jump into high school, contact Brian Sockleben at the Jefferson County Soccer Association. He will probably hook you up. That's how I got my start was over at JCSA, and I'm thankful for them every day. I love that family. I love the Sockleben family. I always will. I'm forever in their debt because without them, I wouldn't be where I am as a soccer official. So contact them. See if they can help you out. I thank you all for listening. It got heated when it, when I talked about LeBron, when I talked about President Trump on John McCain. And if I offended any of you, that is your problem, not mine. Because I'm tired of sitting back and not saying anything. I typically don't want to say a whole lot because as a public as a not a public official, as a public figure in Madison, I typically try to shut my mouth. But I can't. I'm tired of I'm tired of it. I'm tired of elitist people trying to tell us in middle America what's best for us. And I'm tired of our president insulting a war hero and his wonderful, beautiful family. So that's my response. there. I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, be listening every day. Again, my radio show, 
uh, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. each morning on 96.7 FM WORX. Playing nothing but your best variety of music. You can listen there. You can listen to me on the radio dial. You can listen to me uh, online, WRXradio.com. Right on the homepage, there's a play na- There's a play here uh, button on there. And also, you can uh, listen on the TuneIn Radio app. So, folks, thanks very much for listening. I will do a podcast again in the future. Thanks for tuning in.